The Tome of Monsters Podcast. Alright, welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of the Tome of Monsters Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Moises Soria. And I'm Luis Torres. I guess we're giving last names out. And this is Fernando Fernandez. And what this podcast is all about is us breaking down horror monsters, or monsters and horror, just monsters in general, like what spawned them, what influenced them, you know, things of that nature. And we're going to go, and for, you know, the first episode, it felt kind of right to go all the way, 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 way back to the black and white days when when movies were just started. And we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic but yet niche monsters of all time. And if you guys haven't noticed by now, by the title, uh, we're going to be talking about Count Orlock from the Nosferatu movie. So when it comes to 1922's Nosferatu, its importance to not only cinema, but horror in general is almost unparalleled. Often credited as the first vampire movie, Nosferatu was released in 1922, a hundred years ago. 100 years ago this year. And it's about a clerk who travels on a business trip to close a real estate transaction with a rich buyer who, guys, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode, which is which makes me sound makes me feel ridiculous because this shit's over 100 years old. <laughs> it's older than all three of us combined. But there's going to be spoilers in case you haven't seen uh, Nosferatu Symphony of Horror. And if you haven't seen it, um, I... I am you. In all fairness, though, you did watch it for the first time this year, so there's going to be people out there who've never watched Nosferatu. I mean, I, you don't have to. Trust me. <laughs> You're not missing out on, on, on a lot. Because, well, we're going to find out. If you read Dracula, you've seen Nosferatu. You know, but like I said, it's about a clerk who travels on a business trip to close a real estate transaction, transaction with a rich buyer who, dun, 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 is a vampire, Count Dra- Count Orlock, <laughs> Count Orlock. Okay, so we all know that Nosferatu was not a ripoff of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but we're gonna call it a different version of Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, sure, the plot's identical. The only real changes they made were the names of characters, and they set the story two hundred years back. And instead of being in London. It's in Germany. But as the story goes, Florence Stoker, Bram Stoker's wife, she heard about Nosferatu. It is said that she saw promotional posters for it mentioning Bram Stoker himself. So she, that's how she discovered that someone was ripping off her dead, her late husband's work. Where the poster's saying, we are ripping off your late husband's work. She's like, hmm, that's not good. So what did she do? She took it out the way you take out a vampire. She put a stake through the movie's heart. I'm not going to call her a money-hungry bimbo because she wasn't. People have called her that. I won't because she wasn't. Time has not been kind to Florence, but we have to remember that a huge chunk of the money she was living off of was coming from Dracula. So if a large portion of the well, what you're living off of is, a, is this property that someone is ripping off and now it's taking this now it's taking money away from that property because people are watching that. You're gonna be a little upset. You're gonna be a little, you know, you're gonna be a little tired. You're gonna be like, you know what? Take your fingers out of my pockets. And that's what she did. 
She sued. She won. And nothing happened in terms of monetary gain because the company went bankrupt. That won that because um, this is 1922. People weren't that. I mean, you know, we're not gonna get into the whole backstory of the movie, but we, what, what what I am gonna say is uh, the director and the movie studio spent I think as much or even more money promoting the movie than yeah. they did actually filming the movie. Yeah. So them going bankrupt was not a surprise. <laughs> So because she couldn't get any money off of it, she's like, well, then you guys ain't going to make any sh- any fucking money off of this shit, too. So she had almost every single copy of the movie destroyed. She had them all burned, except for one. One that made its way to the good old U.S. of A. U.S.A. <laughs> and it's that copy. And it's that copy. And that copy alone that is the reason why we're able to see Nosferatu today because all the movies all the v- different versions of it come from that u.s copy so if it wasn't for that copy there'd be no nosferatu and then and if there was no nosferatu there'd be no episode one so you know it depends if this episode is good or bad you know that's you know that you know that depends on i Florence. didn't i didn't think about that <laughs> what? like it, there's like a rift in the timeline there is, if there it was- doesn't happen if it doesn't come to the United States, does this podcast... Do I exist? Do you exist? <laughs> I know I wouldn't. I, do, I don't want to exist in a world where there is not where there is not a rat. A vermin vampire. A rat bastard. I'm glad I'm not high because I would be tripping out right now. <laughs> thinking of the possibilities. So some claim that Nosferatu is nothing more than a knockoff of Dracula. And to those people, I say you're right. But at the same time, if we take the plot away from the movie and just look at the details and compare them both, you'll see how different they really are. And it's really in the details that makes Nosferatu a staple in horror that basically keeps it neck and neck with Dracula. See what I did there? there? (laughs) So Dracula, he's friendly. And if you haven't noticed, he's kind of horny as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, he's pimping. He's, you know, he's a Transylvanian aristocrat who has been pillaging and raw-dogging since the Middle Ages, who arrives in London to continue his fuckfest journey around the world. Nosferatu, on the other hand, holy shit, is this rap bastard anything but sexy? He's literally disease and loneliness, darkness and sickness in the flesh. He's literally the bringer of plagues. In the movie, he's called the bringer of plagues. He's also a homebody. And I don't think he's ever left his castle before this adventure. Because, second spoiler alert, the second he leaves his castle and arrives in Germany, the first time he leaves, he gets killed. (laughs) Like, he's literally killed. He, he's killed literally the first time he ventures out. Like, the guy literally gets distracted by the first person he sees and gets got. Like, he's like, you know what? Let me go to Germany. And he goes to Germany. He's like, you know what? Let me walk outside. And he sees this this lady. He's like, oh, shit. She has a nice neck. And he's sucking on her neck. And then he forgets that he's allergic to sunlight or doesn't know because maybe he's always in his castle. I don't know. But this, the curtain, the fucking sun comes through. And bam, he's dead. 
So what you're saying is Nosferatu is a great PSA as to why you shouldn't leave the house? <laughs> exactly. Cue the Paramore song right here. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, how, how was he surviving before? He's a rat. He's probably just eating his own feces. But that's true, though. Like, we nothing is expo- when it comes to Orlock. There's no explanation. Does he create vampires the way vampires create other vampires by sucking on their blood? Or is he a different kind of... How was he created? Or is he a creature on his own? Why does he have a castle? Where did it come from? Where does he get the title count from? Like, none of this is explained. We just take it at face value, and we're like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, we all know where it comes from. Bram Stoker. Everyone's like, you know, just rip off Dracula, and we just slap it on this fucking rat bastard. So Orlock, he's skinny, sickly. And if you haven't noticed, kind of looks like a rat. Dracula, on the other hand, sexy. He fucks. <laughs> that guy fucks. So here's another quote I found from public, publicbooks.org that drives home the differences between Nosferatu and Dracula. Count Orlock not only lacks the gentlemanly qualities, virile appearance, and artfully manipulative abilities of many other vampires, he's completely unaware these qualities exist. Unlike Dracula, Nosferatu does not know that he can turn his impulses into a game. Which is true. One of the, di- one of the main differences between Dracula and Count Orlock is... Bram Stoker, he describes Dracula. He's like, Dracula is old, and he's he's a he's he's this bestial being. But he describes him like as a wolf. He's a smart hunter, and Count Orlock, he's just a beast. He's just a fucking a, up a rat standing on two legs. <laughs> Everything about him, there's nothing sexy about him. There, I mean, unless you're into like the pale. No skinny guy thing, which a lot of girls are into. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you like Pete Davidson, <laughs> yeah. you are horny for Orlock. You yeah. yeah, you soaked your seat for Orlock. It's that difference that I'm like, why? Like, he's this—he's literally an animal. He's like, there are no vampires. Maybe outside of the Thirty Days of Night vampires, that are just monsters they're just beasts everybody else is this intelligence you know whether it be the lost boys or whether it's dracula or whether it's um from buffy these the vampires they are smart sexy and they pl- and they play with their prey that's not the only thing to play with yeah. <laughs> they fuck they fuck but outside of those two examples and I, i'm drawing a blank are there any more outside of 30 days of night whether it's the comic book I mean, the comic book they're, they're different. In the comic book, it's a whole, it's a whole race that takes over the world. So we're taking the comic book out. But the movie Thirty Days of Night, these are just these ancient revenant vampires. Like they are just there to eat and hunt, and that's it. Which is kind of what Count Orlock probably kind of like, st- like he's in that tree. He's in that tree branch when it comes to like the branch of vampires. But outside of those two, like there's no other monsters, even in Blade. <laughs> they have they they have fucking mason lodges. They have fucking umbrella corp factories. They have Elon Musk's working f- like they have all these shits. And Count Orlock, he gets killed by the sun. Like, yeah. not only that, but the vampires in Blade have a great soundtrack. 
Yeah, they do. And Blood Raves. Oh, yeah. That's pretty the sick. The Blood Raves. Oh, yeah. I watched Blade 1, 2, and 3 back to back. I want to say like a f- three months ago. Uh-huh. I don't remember them being that bad. I mean, I don't remember them being that bad of a movie. They're Wait, bad. You think they're bad? Yeah. All three? Two's better than one, I think. <clears throat> three is awful. Three is awful, yeah. Three is awful. But it's like, but you're judging two? You're judging from like, you're not judging which one's good. You're judging like, all right, this is the least worst. <laughs> yeah. The CGI is rough in those movies. But I, but I excuse the CGI. In that time period, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you know, they all look like shit. It's, it's, it's not Scorpion King. Oh, no. you know what I mean? It's not oh, Scorpion no, King. No, yeah, true. You know, it's not Scorpion King. You know, but those movies aren't that great. They have, they have moments. Yeah, yeah. there's the there's moments. So I'm excited. Well, I was excited about the new Blade revamp for the MCU, but then I'm hearing all this shit's going on behind the scenes with the Blade movies. I haven't heard anything. I just know who they cast as Blade. Oh, the, uh, the guy from Moonlight. Uh, Mahershala Ali? Yeah. Yeah. That dude's great. Yeah. And he fucks. He looks like he fucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 100% fucks. Right? Yeah. Not like Orlock. Unlike Orlock. Back on track. Oh, thank you, Fernando. Thank you for that. So anyway, I was lost. I didn't know how to find my way back. It all comes back you. to fucking. Hey, speaking of Orlock, one thing I just noticed. You speaking mm. about him? He died a virgin. Did he? I'm assuming. Because he looks like he never leaves the castle. So unless he had some, like, whores, you know, ladies of the night. True. That Even Dra- see, Dracula had three wives in his castle, man. Yeah, this dude had zero wives. Zero. He's had a boat full of men. Mm-hmm. So probably a lot of happiness, though. <laughs> zero wives. <laughs> Edit that out, please. <laughs> Like, I don't want my wife here. <laughs> I don't want my wife hearing this. Yes, edit that, please. Edit it in post. But you know, back to where I, you know, back to where I was. Count Orlock is much, even though he is, you know, a rat. He's much more than a bucktooth rat man. Artistically speaking, the movie itself, when it comes, like, all right, so Count Orlock, there's really nothing special about him. Like he's not strong. There's no superpowers. You don't see him outsmarting his prey. It's kind of the opposite. He always looks lost. He looks like this old, like, <laughs> like this old man who has dementia. He's like, does, does this place, does this place look familiar to me? He's just, and he, he, there's nothing special about him. But the movie itself, whether it was just because they were trying, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's addition by subtraction. It was so early in 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 terms of cinema, like they don't have CGI, so they're just doing what they can with what they have. So a lot of the ambiance that comes that makes Count Orlock the hard titan that he is, is the light, the the the, the movies like use play of use of light and yeah. shadows, yeah. like the scariest, like the most iconic scene of. Nosferatu, the movie, is one of the most iconic scenes of all time, whether in all horror movies. And it's just his shadow going up steps. Yeah. Yeah. It's not there's nothing special about it. It was the first time we've seen it. I'm pretty sure it's been copied. Has been it hasn't been done better. You know, like but that's 
like it seems it's it yeah. seems like that that makes the Nosferatu the movie this like unforgettable and almost you know makes it almost watchable movie <laughs> in today in, uh, like today like it's just this weird like it's just like trance of like dance of light and shadow and I think you know that's what helps elevate the movie to be much more than just a Dracula ripoff. Yeah. And that's when we start getting to like, oh, now they're doing something other than Dracula. I mean, granted, a Dracula wasn't made into a movie until like 10 years later. So, you know, we can't really say they did something that Dracula didn't just because you know, the movie came first. But because they had, you know, they just needed to really work with what they had and they fucking knocked it out of the park. And one of the most interesting things that I found out while doing research for this movie was that this movie was filmed using a metronome. Because as if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know, this is a silent movie. There's no audio. There's no. Uh, there's like the only like the only thing that drives the movie is the music. Like the music is what drives the movie, and the music stays at a certain tempo. And it, but the you know, you obviously know that the move that the music is put. After the movie's filmed. So the movie was filmed using a metronome. A click track. For yeah, those. yeah, which is which is this click that musician used to keep on beat. Um which is for for what you, for example, for those that you guys that are not musically inclined, a click track is basically we all have this innate count in our head. And it's usually for musicians. A metronome is something that keeps us on beat, which is a track, which is like Lewis said, a click track, which is something that usually goes like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And using this click track or this metronome, you're able to keep on beat. For example, like maybe the scene where he's going up the steps. You know, whether it was a live metronome or he the click track he used, whatever, it might have been a slower count. He's like, hey, I want you to walk to this metronome. One, two, three, four. One, two. So he's able, so you're like, all right, that's going to be, that's gonna be the tempo of my song. So I'm going to need you to walk to that tempo. One, two. So that's, so I'm like, that's fucking, I don't know if that was done for all silent movies. That's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure if that was like a trait of silent movies or this is something that was exclusive to Nosferatu. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna give Nosferatu the benefit of the doubt, saying that it was an exclusive to this because the director Friedrich Wilhelm, he was, he wanted to become, he was, he wanted to become a musician. So that's something that he had ingrained, like in, like in himself, mm-hmm. and, and it makes sense because, like, you know, he, like, he wanted to, like, he wanted to be a composer growing up, and. And it's because of this little fact, this little tid, like this little thing that he wanted to be a composer, that the Symphony of Horror is part of the title. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason why that should be in the fucking movie. Like, there's no, he's he's not a, you know, this ain't fucking um, what's that one horror movie? Phantom. This ain't Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> there's no symphony there, mm-hmm. but he's there's a musician. He's like that's the the music the music. Is a character in and of itself that helps drive the movie. Yeah. Also, oh, Symphony yeah. of Horror sounds pretty hard. It does. It does. It, hard. it does. You know, so Lewis mentioned it a little while ago. I recently watched Nosferatu, and I and the the the, the one I watched was one hundred the one hundred year anniversary edition of the movie. 
And I did not know that the music in the version we see is not the original music that was written for the movie. Or at least I don't think. Because while doing research for this episode, I listened to two different versions. One which is on YouTube, which is dubbed Original 1922 Score, written by Hans Erdmann. And then the Voodoo 100th Year Anniversary one, which is the one that I watched, which is the one that I prefer. They're different, they're different, you know, music. And the one I watched is more church organ It's more more horror-based. The other one's legit orchestras. It is, it is a legit symphony. So you guys could, you know, debate which one you guys want to watch. Choose which one your favorite one is. But, you know, my version, which is the one that was on Voodoo, the one you have to pay for, which is $1.99, you could just go on YouTube and watch the free one. Mm-hmm. You go on YouTube and watch it. Make sure you watch the 60-minute one. Don't watch the 90-minute one. <laughs> it's the exact same movie. The only difference is that it's sped up 1.5 times. Mm-hmm. So you're not missing. You're not missing. They didn't cut out any scenes. They just sped this motherfucker up. And God damn, I wish I, I, wish I would have known that. I, that means I, I could have saved 30 minutes. <laughs> I could have I saved 30 fucking minutes. But, you know, like I was saying, the score, the, the version that I watched, is chaotic. And I love how the music builds and builds and builds and builds. And it beautifully breaks the tension that the music is building in certain scenes. Which is strange, because more often than not, the tension of the building does not match what was going on in the movie. So the scene, so the, so the, so the music is building up, and like this, everything's building up to like this <coughs> grandiose moment. And it's just him looking out a window. Like he's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. He's just, it, like the movie, like the, there's this big score and he's stretching before going to bed. You're like, what the fuck? It, it makes no sense, but it makes that scene that much more cooler. Like, damn, I wish I could go to, I wish my stretches were that fucking epic. But regardless of that, it's been 100 years of Nosferatu. 100 years of ghastly, silent terror that to horror fans, is maybe preferred over Dracula. Now, I see more Nosferatu, whether it's merch or whatever it is, I see more Nosferatu than I see Dracula. The only people I see talking about Dracula are either, <coughs> they're all book nerds. Yeah. Horror nerds are the ones that talk about, are the ones you see with <coughs> Count Orlock and Nosferatu. Even fucking Dark Funeral which is one of the most satanic black metal bands of all time. And they have a song about Nosferatu. It's called Nosferatu. See, you know, check that song out. It's fucking amazing. Dark Funeral. I mean, amazing band but it's like they talk about Nosferatu and I was like that's how long his reach of influence is it's been a hundred years and like these fucking satanic black metal bands are like yeah fuck yeah Nosferatu <laughs> this fucking rap bastard piece of shit let's write let's write a song about that on an album that's called We Are The Apocalypse you speak to all the animals then and it's to me that's always been one of the strangest things like I knew about Count Orlock and Nosferatu before I knew Nosferatu, what it was, 
before I knew about Dracula. I thought it was like, oh, Nosferatu came first, and then it was Dracula. I thought it was like this weird, like, for the lack of a better term, like this evolution. Like, oh, this is this obviously this came first because this is black and white, and then Dracula, and then it's like, no, it's like this weird thing, but it's just. So the first, do you remember what the first thing you saw was it like an image of Orlock or like Nosferatu? A scene? Uh-huh. Okay. It, was, it was always Nosferatu. It's yeah. just I remember since um, the first time I saw, uh, the first time I remember seeing Nosferatu was my second grade. It was in second grade. It was my my teacher was called Miss Shotwell, and it was during the that fair where we go buy books. Mm-hmm. The scholastic, uh, the scholastic yeah, yeah, book yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we had a TA. So the TA went to go, sent went to go take the students to go to the library to go to the scholastic thing to go buy their shit or whatever. And I didn't have any money, so I, I'm like, I'm not gonna go, and I just stayed. And when I was, and, when we were, and it was like a few students that stayed, and fucking nine in the morning, and then this fucking teacher was watching Osferatu. <laughs> I was and I, and I thought it was, I was the scariest shit ever. But like it's black and white. I'm like what the fuck? This is fucking horrible. This is this teacher's crazy. She's the <laughs> devil. You didn't tell your mom when you came home. I couldn't. I was I had PTSD. I couldn't speak for days. I was scared. <laughs> I was like, God damn. But when it's all said and done, Nosferatu stands by itself. Count Orlock stands. By himself. Yeah. And has earned his place in horror history. So, I'm speaking about what went into the making of the movie, I would say. Um, and like Moses had mentioned, yes, um, Nosferatu was an unauthorized adaptation of Dracula. Um, they did make changes to avoid legal action, um, which didn't really do much. Yeah, we, we really did that. Like, look, we're going to rip it off. We're going to change some shit so we don't get sued. What are we going to change? Nothing. Just nothing. We're going to keep... Just just change the names. We're good. We're not going to change the plot. No, nah, plot stays the same. We're going to change the character. No, 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 no. Just change it. You know what? Instead of making him sexy, make him look like a rat. You think they would have gotten away with it, though, if the posters didn't have Bram Stoker's name on it? I'm assuming because I mean, this is t- that could have been more yeah because it would have been more like it's just hearsay like it's just matter of fact like you know because the the wife I forget her name but she could have walked past that poster with Orlock on it and just been like who the fuck is this this is fucking right yeah yeah she would have known there was no internet there was no Twitter <laughs> yeah uh, looking into it like I, I did uh, read into a little bit more what happened into that someone had sent her a package. That fucking snitch. And the package, <laughs> it was an anonymous package, and in it was a poster. The poster itself had a line that said, freely adapted from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Freely adapted. Yeah. We're taking our liberties with your husband's property. Emphasis on free. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I mean, may not change at all. Like, I mean, well, aside from that, the, the, well, aside from changing names, they took off like Van Helsing. He was a big part of Dracula, not a big part of this. You're right, you're right. Um, other changes they brought into this, they, uh, like you said, uh, it went from Victorian London to uh, 17th century Germany. Uh, they also changed aspects, like, actually, you did touch on that as well, where, um, yeah, people he bit, like, you never really saw him turn anybody, and the ones he did bite would die. The whole damn ship of men. Everybody in the fucking ship died. That's true, you're right. I mean, even so though we don't... You would have s- thought that maybe one of them would have 
turn being a fucking Renmore for him or something. Except from the fucking uh, the, the the boss of uh, of Hudden, uh, who who was turned into a fucking bug eater and shit. Yeah. No one else got turned into like a slave or a, a peon or something. Yeah. And and that and that 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 kind of lends itself back to fucking Count Orlock being more beast than Hunter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it touches back on that where Dracula, he's like, you know what? Like, let me save one of these in it, case I need help. There's a sp- in go to Netflix. There's a three episode BBC series. There's a whole episode dedicated to this exact same little concept where he's like, I'm on a boat. I don't want to kill everybody at the same time. I want to have some fun. I know it's going to be a long ride, so let me take my time. Count Orlock is like, fuck this. All you can eat buffet. Time me. I'm going to do this shit quick <laughs> as fuck. And he just binges on everybody. But do you think he, because he's referred to as the plague, right? So maybe his purpose is just to kill? That's why he doesn't make vampires. Like, oh, I didn't. He doesn't have that. I just, up. I just assumed he was called the bringer of plagues because he looked like a rat, and the yeah. rat kind of spread the plague. And he does bring a a, a rat plague with him too. Yeah, that's true, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. As far as uh, Dracula, um, well, <laughs> Count Orlog, uh, Nosferatu. It was film- made by Prado Films. Uh, Prado Films uh, was Frederick Wilhelm uh, Murnau, and yeah, he was a filmmaker known for his expressionist style. And uh, the other was Alvin Grau, who was the the artist and the architect who helped make the the designs, the sets, the 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 costumes, the... which were fucking perfect for yeah. the movie. Yeah, they were really fucking good. I mean, I mean, Count Orlock, he was just you know he's just wearing a long jacket, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> it fucking worked for him. And Count Orlock was inspired by a painting that was uh, referencing to. It's called the Golem, but it was more of a demon kind of look to count orlock compared to something like dracula so it was that was kind yeah of- which I, and like i'm wondering if that's the reason why count orlock is what he is i want to know if if it was like merno is if, if it was just like all right we're gonna if it wasn't for the golem i wonder if they would have kept count orlock exactly like dracula mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or if it was like oh you know what it'll be kind of cool if we switch it up a bit just is it like was it this artistic freedom thing like this artistic expression and he's like you know what my vampires are scary. Let me make him look like a rat. Or if it was one of those, like, I don't want to get sued. You know, I kind of <laughs> like this poster. And, you know, just rip that off instead. You know, this movie's going to be a whole a jambalaya of rip-off. We're going to rip off everybody. <laughs> We're going to rip this off, this off, this off. We're going to make this brand new thing. I want to know, know what it was. That's a good point. Like, it, it, he, as a creature that he was, he wouldn't have cared enough to try to, um, try to, Act smartly, like he would just been an animal, a beast. Like, let me just kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah, like so. It was, yeah, it was just like I wonder. Hmm. Like he, he didn't have like he didn't have the patience. He didn't. Yeah, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was also filmed on location. Uh, it was filmed in Lubeck and Wismer, Germany, as far as the locations of uh, during the day to day. The Transylvania scenes were filmed in Slovakia. Slo- Slovakia, sorry. Um, it was the the palace that was uh, that Count Orlock lived. It was a seven hundred year old. It is a seven hundred year old castle. Prava Castle is what it's called. I wonder if it's still standing. I think it is. It should. It's, that'd be sick just to go see. Just to go see and be like, oh, this is where Count Orlock did nothing. <laughs> this is the room where he did nothing. This is where he. Uh, this is the hallway where he looked menacingly, but he, while doing nothing. 
This is the front door that opens when you just stand at him and him doing nothing. He does nothing throughout. All he does is die in this movie. Yeah. It's all he does. Just die. And look creepy. And look creepy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, they, uh, like, another, uh, well, like, something you had touched on uh, as far as, you keep, I keep on saying that, you keep on touching on this, but, uh, well, as far as the the finances for product films, like you said, uh, they they did spend a lot more money uh, advertising the movie than they actually did making it. Uh, for months leading up to the actual release of the movie, they did uh, commission uh, these fucking posters. One of which came to went to Florence uh, Stoker, but there were expressionist posters that were just meant to like draw the influence, draw the the, the just like the, the the build up the tension to the release of the movie. They also had newspaper ads. Um, uh, Journalist uh, uh, stories that were just like hyping up the movie and shit, and even the premiere itself. It premiered at the Zoological Gardens uh, for. Um, it was at their. Um, it was uh, Zoological Gardens. It premiered at the Marble Hall for the Berlin Zoological Gardens on March fourth, nineteen twenty-two. Like that, that whole event thing is fucking hilarious to me. Like that whole thing. So they're like, we're going to premiere the movie. We're going to make this huge party. Have everybody come. We're all going to LARP. Everybody come in in your fucking steampunk, whatever. Come in. We're going to dress the part. We're going to watch the movie. I'm going to have a legit symphony. Everybody's going to love the fuck out of my movie. I'm going to invite fucking reporters and fucking people who are going to write the movie, review the movie. And now everyone talked about. How was how good the party was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one mentions the movie. Yeah. No one mentions everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fucking party <laughs> though, son. That shit was sick. What about the movie? What? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But the fucking party, bro. Like, that's all everyone talked about. You mean the 90 minute break before the fucking uh <laughs> dance in the beginning with the fucking orator and then the 90 minute break so everybody can chill and do whatever and then yeah. the fucking costume ball afterwards. They probably got all Fucked up at the party that they didn't remember the the movie after. Yeah, moonshine. <laughs> well, like back then, like you know, they did like all the hard drugs, yeah. like morphine and shit was nothing. Like absinthe, absinthe. Yeah, yeah. They were they were drinking coke literally. <laughs> no, but yeah, the party did overshadow the movie. That I mean, that's that's what led that whole just that whole aspect of uh, spending to that uh, backfired. Yeah, and and. When Florence Stroker found out and came after them, they had, they were pretty much all those bad decisions of hiring or just doing the posters. All this shit uh, led to them not having any many any kind of funds at all when she came after them. And um, as you had mentioned, uh, she's like, "Burn them yeah, all! Burn them all! Burn all the copies!" And uh, thankfully, one of them did come over to the U.S. And we have that. You know, like he commissioned all these posters, and. He gave the artists like if you look at like if you look at Nosferatu like promotional posters online, I don't know which ones are are real like like or like or, or have been done like recently like so, some say like oh it's you know it's nineteen twenty two poster but I don't know if it's a poster that was in nineteen twenty two or it was a poster that was fucking drawn up like fucking ten years ago mm-hmm. oh you know but I'm but like there's. I was reading on it that he gave the artist full control of, like he speaks he chose specific artists. He's like this is this is what I, this this is what my movie's about. Go, go, Buckwell. And that's why like Nosferatu, 
in general has a lot of has these cool, interesting posters. It's just like you you know how now all the Marvel movie posters are the exact same shit. <laughs> That's so crazy to me. They all they all look exactly the same. It's it's like a template. They, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me of a uh, um, uh, uh, British rock bands. There's a lot of very good posters that are just unique to rock bands, like the Rolling Stones. They have some posters that are just unique. Like they were made while they were growing and shit. Like they're very unique. They're fucking cool. It's it's just like the whole like it was it was building up. I feel like they had like this thing where it's like, oh, it's gonna be the next big thing, and it just quite didn't pan out. At least not in their time. No, it's one of those things where the it's, audience wasn't there. Yeah, and like people like, like reach wasn't there. Yeah, like if people like and people were reading the movie, they're like, yeah, it's okay. They're like it's hey. Like, oh, so what do you think of Nosferatu? <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, all right, it's not bad. You know, but, it's, you know, it's not fucking, you know, fucking Mickey Mouse. <laughs> now, that's a fucking movie. You know, it's not fucking... Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not fucking Chaplin. But, you know, they, I got guess a train. Be. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, that, that whole, like, the... Like the whole behind the scenes of the whole Nosferatu movies, it's interesting as shit. It's like, it's like it's it has a whole lore behind it, kind of like the whole like the Exorcist movie. There's a whole other world that you could dive into when it when it comes to fucking the making of. Yeah, I feel like with Nosferatu though, it's like everything they could have done wrong, they did wrong. Like who knows how successful it would have been if. They kept Bram Stoker's name off the poster. If they didn't throw these big, luxurious, lavish parties, and yeah, they'll. Yeah. F. W. Murnau would never, will never know the legacy that movie has. Yeah, and it's and it's like it's very reminiscent of Lovecraft to me in terms of like everything that could have, like they kept shooting themselves in the foot. It's it's not like they had bad luck. It's like they did the worst thing they could have done, and like the, they the worst thing they could have done they did, and the worst thing that could have happened happened. Yeah, like that was Lovecraft to a T. He was like, you know what? I'm gonna be an artist. I'm not gonna get paid. I don't want money for my fucking work because artists don't. You know, I'm not gonna sell out. I want to be a struggling, starving artist, and he died struggling and starving. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, you spoke about how no other vampires really have that kind of look. You're wrong, though. They're few and far in between. But there's some vampires in films and TV shows that kind of share similar qualities. So when you say man bat, I'm going to swing at you. It's not man bat. Okay. So the first one I can think of, I don't know if you guys have watched Salem's Lot by Toby Hooper. Oh, my God. You're fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck? I have this. <laughs> Holy shit, you're right. Yes. So, Kurt Barlow. And it's another thing where in Stephen King's novel, that character of Kurt Barlow is a very kind of like suave. Like, it's kind of like Dracula. So, it, he's like very charming, very suave, very like debonair, like, you know, very charismatic. And then Toby Hooper said, fuck this. I'm going to make this dude creepy. And that's how he came up with that design for Barlow. It's basically 
Blueberry Count Orlock. Okay. It's the same as Count Orlock, kind of so similar. So he knocks for to fucking Stephen King's Dracula? Yes, he did. <laughs> I'm not sure how Stephen King feels about it because he hates every work that deviates from his original like, his writing. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. If, you know, I everybody knows how he feels about The Shining. Yeah. Like the changes that were made for that movie. So I don't know if he feels the same way about, you know, the depiction of Barlow in that movie. But that's one. I think that's the most famous one. Even to the point where sometimes people see that image of Barlow from Salem's Lot and they think it's Orlock or Nosferatu. I did for a long time. Because even I went to this little kind of like market where they had different vendors selling stuff. And the guy had made little magnets of Barlow. And I was wearing, oh no, he made magnets of Orlock. And I was wearing a Salem's Lot shirt. And the guy's like, oh yeah, uh, you're a Nosferatu fan. You should buy this. You know, and I was like, come on, bro. Like, you don't know. Come on. Anyway. Wrong vampire, bro. Wrong vampire. <laughs> okay. Another one that is extremely, almost to a T. And I'm disappointed in you about this one, Moses. Peter from What We Do in the Shadows, the movie. Yay. Peter is yeah, exactly but, Orlock. You know, I, I, but that that's different though. Like I didn't count that just because I know that's like that's that, that is Orlock. Like it's too on, it's too like on the nose. Like they, like I always assumed that was Orlock. Even yeah. when I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh, that's that's Orlock. They even gave the the backstory. I'm like, oh, he lives in a crap. He lives in a weird castle by himself. I'm like, that's that's Orlock. Okay, so you saw that more of as like a parody. Yeah, it's just it's just okay. a parody version of of. of Goddamn, R.I.P. Peter. See, <laughs> Pete, and and Peter did the uh, same shit as Orlock. He doesn't yeah. do shit, but die. die. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it. I don't know if you guys have the Rob Zombie Monster Monsters. The Monsters. I haven't seen it. They have Orlock in, and his name, I believe, I haven't watched it. I believe his name is Orlock in that movie. But it's exactly the same. So I don't know if that falls in the same category as what we do in the shadows, where it's like the same guy or whatever. Another one. That kind of copied the look was Guillermo del Toro's uh, TV show, The Strain. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever watched yeah, that yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. But, read it, yeah. But the vampires look very similar to Count Orlock. And I'm. You, but uh, yeah, you're right. They're just weird backstory to them. Yeah, that show <laughs> was very disappointing. Like, with who was involved. And I think I read the comic, a yeah. few issues of the comic. And the comic was really good. No, oh, the comic's good. So the I books was, are good, too. Huh? The books are good, too. Oh, the books, too, yeah. So it was a book and then a comic? Three book series uh, that was leading up to the whole fucking... To the end of the damn thing. But then they, they made a comic book series like leading up to the, the actual TV show. Also, the comic led to no, the, the TV books show? books led to the comics, which led to the TV mm-hmm. show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And I heard those are good. I heard the yeah. books are good. I read some of the comics. I think probably the first story arc, and that was good. And I watched the show, and it bored the fuck out of me. It what? It bored the fuck out of me. Like, it was boring. It was boring to me. What? It was like a weird disease, right? Yeah. They were angels. Oh, what? They were part of an angel. They're 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 essentially the 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 residue, the remnants of a fallen angel (laughs) that just kind of like. Infected people, and they became and yeah that that, the, uh, that angel is still kind of still alive. Mm-hmm. You know the yeah it's 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 a whole thing. <laughs> My mind is blown right now. Yeah, Spoilers, yeah. Fernando. <laughs> Read the screen. Yeah, fuck, it's good. Spoilers, bro. I was getting that's like, but the, the, the that, that's in, that's in the easily like top 
like bottom 100 of on my to-do list. It's like in the 80s somewhere. You'll get to it someday. But I like yeah. the way they feed. It's very much like the 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 fucking the variants in Blade. Yes, yeah, the Blade yeah, too. The fucking yeah. tongue and shit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now there is a little movie that came out in the year 2000, and I know you've watched this movie. It's Fast called Shadow Fierce? of the Vampire. No, uh-huh. not Fast. <laughs> it's called Shadow of the Vampire, which uh-huh. is a fictional version. Retelling of, of Nosferatu's. Basically what happened behind the scenes of Nosferatu. So Nosferatu, or Count Orlock. See, I did it too. Count Orlock was played by an actor called Max Schreck in the original 1922 film. Max Schreck, by the way, little tidbit here. Is the name of Christopher Walken's character in Batman Returns? Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this whole department store. Yes, <laughs> and you know that's where they got the name Shrek from for the Shrek. movie Shrek. Oh shit! Now I'm just playing. I just pulled that out of my head, dude. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't fucking do it. So that was played by Willem Dafoe, who's a creepy motherfucker, perfect for Count Orlock. and he plays Willem him like a rat. He does a little, yeah, like little. So basically, the movie is about that Max Shrek was a vampire. Yeah. What if they filmed Nosferatu using a real vampire? Yeah. And it's kind of a it's kind of a comedy, right? I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy. To me, to me, it's a comedy. Well, I mean, it's there's funny, mo- but to me, it's kind of like the first Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. How it's so serious, supposed to be so scary that they kind of tipped the boat over to comedic. You know, went to comedy. Yeah. I think that's what Shadow of Vampire did. So you think it's like it was still like they wanted it like because it's it's just it doesn't say comedy anywhere on it. It just says mm. horror. Yeah, horror and suspense. There's like the, the, those are the labels of the movie. But there's definitely some funny moments in it. Yeah, fuck Attention yeah. or not? Yeah. yeah, like even like Nosferatu, even the original Nosferatu. That's some funny ass moments where they're like, "Oh, there's these werewolves. Please, <laughs> please be careful. There's werewolves out in the fucking field. Do not go out at night." And then the camera fucking pans over to a fucking fox who's yawning and just like curls up and like is about to go to bed. Yeah, you're like, "That's a werewolf. That's the lichen we're supposed to be afraid of." Maybe they couldn't afford a, a wolf on the set. Oh. Then, then, stop throwing those fucking parties. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Okay, now I want to get into remakes because there's actually a remake of Nosferatu. Came out in 1979. It's called Nosferatu the Vampire. It was directed by Werner Herzog. If you guys don't know who that is, he was the client from the Mandalorian TV series. Oh. The one who wanted to see the baby. Okay. The old guy. You don't remember the old guy from the Mandalorian season one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the guy. I mean, there's a lot it. of old guys in Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, but there was a specific old the, the guy. The general old guy? He was the one who was trying to get... Uh, who wanted, who, who's, whose mission was to get the baby. To get yeah. Grogu, yes. He was the director of... Of the Nosferatu remake. The remake yeah. of another He's a very prolific German director. But I think audiences now won't know that. They're just... You know, oh, the Mandalorian guy. Yeah, they see a picture of him. Like, yeah, the guy from Mandalorian. The creepy dude who wanted the baby. Exactly. So in that film, it's a remake of Nosferatu by name only. So oh. the character... Of the vampire is actually Dracula, and all the names of the of the actors or the people in the movie it reverts back to it reverts back to Dracula. So it's actually a remake of Dracula, but they use Nosferatu the Vampire as a title, and Dracula in this movie it looks very similar to Count Orlok. 
Oh. They just inception. I just this, they just <laughs> inception the fuck out of this. Yeah. So I guess I guess I'm assuming the director obviously he was German also, so he's probably a big fan of the original Nosferatu. So he wanted to kind of pay tribute to that. Yeah, that or he hated Nosferatu so much. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna do it the way it was supposed to be done. I'll take it back. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take it back. Yeah. I doubt it. And there's no like date as of now. But Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch, The Lighthouse, and The Northman, he likes using the in his titles, I yeah. just noticed. He's making a remake of Nosferatu. Playing Count Orlock is going to be Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> so you know that motherfucker is going to get under your skin. Because that, <laughs> without, without any sort of makeup, I'm not talking about uh, Pennywise. But he was a good Pennywise. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm talking about like his features. Uh huh. His features out of makeup are yeah. are very distinct. So okay. I think him as Orlock is gonna be good. Yeah. I think that's a really good choice. Isn't he just isn't he playing someone famous too right now? Skarsgard? Uh huh. I don't recall. The last movie I saw him in was uh the was uh, Barbarian. If you guys have watched that. It's a strange movie. So, Count Orlock, probably a lot of, like, millennials, I sound like an old guy saying that, right, are familiar with Count Orlock not from the movie, not from posters, not from t-shirts or any other memorabilia, but from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. He was actually in three episodes of SpongeBob. I just know the one. Yes. The most famous scene... Is where he's flicking the light switch on and off. Did you know that took hours, hours to do? I I forgot why it took hours. I don't know if it was hours to find a specific, a specific clip, and then they had to like, all right, we got it. But for for whatever reason, that 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 almost drove the the produce the writers producers that joke drove them crazy because how hard it was for them to pull it off. Just for the light, like the whole light switch thing. Yeah, like him oh. doing the movement, so him yeah. t- them trying to find a scene where he's doing like a movement of that. I I don't know what I don't know if that, yeah, but and he's not referred to as Orlock. He's no, he's yeah. um Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah, and that's another thing too. Nosfer like I I did it. You did it. I just did it. Yeah. People do it with Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing. the The movies, the movies called Nosferatu. I'm not going to be one of those guys because I, I fuck up. But the movie's called Nosferatu and the character is called Count Orlock. Same thing with Frankenstein. Frankenstein is the name of the scientist, Victor Frankenstein. And the actual monster is called Frankenstein's monster. Even though he gives himself a name in the movie, in the book. He gives himself a name. He, re- he refers to himself as a... He says, I am the Lucifer to your... I am. He's like, I am your. I am the Lucifer to your. Um, my friend. And I forgot what the fuck he says. So he technically calls himself Lucifer. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, that's the nickname he gave himself. In the book. In the book. Yeah. So people like. So te- I guess you could call him Lucifer. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little dumb, but. Yeah, but in the movies, like he yeah. doesn't have a cool name. He does. Yeah, he doesn't have. Yeah. At mm-hmm. least Orlock has a name. Like people just mistakenly call him. Yeah, because they're dumb. Because yeah. they're stupid, <laughs> like, like like me. Yeah, but it's it it it's it's strange how like you have to like 
for as iconic as the monster as he is, the only times you've seen other versions of that are versions of are just versions of him. Like aside from the strain, but like the only time we see him and fucking what we do in the shadows, it's it's him, it's Eddie. And then the next time we see another vampire like him, that's like this rat little thing. It's in Salem's lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but then that kind of... So, so I guess outside of Salem... So I guess Salem, Salem's lot is too. But it's like, it's weird how no one wants to copy or no one tries to use that kind of vampire. That that that, that stereotypical... That, stereo, that version of a vampire. Because like that... Count Orlock... That kind of shit reminds me of what people used to think vampires were back in the day, like revenants. Mm-hmm. Like for those of you that, you know, for those of you that don't know, the vampire, you know, everything grows back to what what people used to call revenants, and revenants were basically um, they were basically just zombies, undead creatures that would come out and feed on you, right? And they had these specific traits, like the long nails <laughs> and the blood. And like, the main thing was the blood. And people, and that's the trait that they gave to these creatures. Because back then, people, you know, we were dumb as shit. And they didn't know the process of body decomposition. So when you die, your nails still keep growing. You know, it takes a while for your nails to stop growing even after you die. Yeah. And, you know, if you fucking die and you get buried... You bloat up and whatever liquid you still have inside, all the whatever starts leaking out of you. And one of the things that starts leaking out to is fucking blood from, from, from your mouth. Especially back then when they didn't use to embalm. Yeah, they would just yeah. fucking like, yeah, oh, just, yeah. fucking Lewis died. They'd just throw him in the ditch in the yeah. backyard. Please do that to me when I die, though. I want to, one of the funniest things that I've ever seen when it comes to like shit like that, like deaths, and I resonate with that so hard is Frank. From it's always from it's always sunny, where he's like, "Oh, just throw me in the dumpster. I don't care. It's like, just throw me away in the dumpster." Frank, why would you throw in the dumpster? He's like, "I'm dead already. What do I care?" <laughs> just throw me in the dumpster. <laughs> I can just picture Frank just in a fucking dumpster somewhere. Is that show still going on? Fuck yeah, and it's goddamn, bro. They hit a they hit a fucking stride again. Uh-huh. That shit's fucking stupid funny again. Cause you know how it, it got. Yeah. A little hard to watch. Mm. It was like two or three seasons where you're just like, oh, they're stalling out. Nope. Nope. They, spoilers. Uh-huh. They're like, you know what? Let's make Matt gay. Matt's gay in the show now. And that's a whole new. The, 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 when they started fucking with Mac, they're like, all right, Mac is, he's fat, skinny. He's fat, gay, skinny, gay. Catholic gay, religious gay, like that. Oh my god, that's just fucking hilarious. I hope whenever they decide to end the show and they kill off Frank, they just throw him in the dumpster without any fuck. like, yeah, without hilarious. any explanation. The the crew just throws them in the dumpster and they move on. That would be a scary vampire movie to watch. If you're like, all right, let's make a vampire movie, but let's. Let's, let it not be a Dracula movie. That's why I love 30 Days of Night so fucking much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's a vampire movie, but it's not a vampire movie. You know, when you think of, when people say vampire, you, you automatically think of either Buffy or Interview with the Vampire, which I fucking love. But it's it's a pretty homoerotic movie when you, you know, all these, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's a pretty gay movie. Mm-hmm. You know, no, like, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. n- nothing wrong with it, but like 
when people think of vampires, they think of sex. They think of eroticism. You know, they think of being naughty. You know, like, oh, you know, whatever. But Third Day and Nights are like, no, no, no. Fuck all that. We are just going to fucking kill you. And that's the whole suspense. Yeah, nobody got boned up. Yeah, nobody. Well, except you, but for different reasons. Not even that. Uh-huh. I, that movie, I didn't get boned up at all. I cried a little at the end. Mm. I cried a little at the end. When the whole sun. Oh, and that's another thing too that we that we could be thankful for for Nosferatu. Nosferatu in the movie they introduced that that trope for the whole vampire lore thing. Before Nosferatu, vampires could walk in the sun. Dracula walks in the sun. It just weakens them a little. Like oh, like when vampires walk, you know, they feel a little weak, but they can still do it. Nosferatu, they're like nah, 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 nah. GG. Like sun hits you, you're gone, and that's from. That from that moving on, vampires were allergic to the sun. In all fairness, and I think you can agree to this. Fuck the sun. Yeah, when it's hot and the sun's out and you step outside, oh, yeah. you want to die. <laughs> you know, like I like I talk shit about Count Orlock a lot, but I feel like I'm I'm Mexican to Count Orlock. I don't do shit either. <laughs> I don't leave my house. I don't leave my castle unless I go to work. Yeah, I go, I go to come work and come back. That's why I'm not trying to kiss no women. You think Count Orlock had a job? I mean, he went to Germany. Yeah, like, well, he had to because he has he has that. Uh, well, what is the crazy guy that went to the to the loony bin? I don't remember his name. He was his boss. Of well, that's his. That's yeah. that's Count Orlock's work. Yeah, work, yeah. work his, his employee. Mm-hmm. That means he has to have a job. Oh, he's running an LLC somewhere. Yeah, he's running Airbnbs. Could he? Because he had a snazzy coat and like that little like weird hat he would wear. So like. That looks like a work uniform to me. I don't know about you. <laughs> and he he knew he had his Eltrich writing. Like that remember remember the letter he was writing, the, the tall symbols? But like, that's some love that's some fucking necromonicon shit. I am I'm, I'm with it. So I don't know, he probably I don't know, he's probably running like some satanic Airbnbs or whatever. Because he's in real estate. Yeah. So <laughs> as dumb as he is, his pockets are deep so you know he lives in the castle bro his pockets must be deep bro god damn you know i'm i i think we're looking at count orlock at the wrong you know i think we're looking at him like you know i don't don't think we're giving him credit with credits due but he still had zero hosts and the one time he did have the one time he did go for one dead fucking simp (laughs) exactly he died but that's what I want to see. I want to see a fuck more Thirty Days of Night vampire movies. I'm tired of I'm tired of all this Dracula based off Vlad. Like we're guys, we're done with Vlad. We're done. We're done with Vlad Tepes. No more Vlad. No, no more the Impaler. We're done with that. Think of, if you're gonna if you if you want a fuck if you want to make a fucking vampire movie, let's move away from Vlad. We're done with Vlad. I'm I'm done with Vlad. Yeah. You're done with Vlad. Yeah. We're all done with Vlad. Through in the tail. Yeah, we're, we're, we get it. He used to be a warrior. He impaled. Yeah, that was cool 20 years ago. We're done. If you want to make a vampire movie, do think of another fucking... Do Gilderay. Make him a fucking pedophile. Do something weird. If you're going to make him a bad guy, make him a bad guy. Like make like I I want I want a I want a, I want a vampire movie where the vampire is a fucking horrible piece of shit, but I root for him. <laughs> Like, kind of like what Loki is, but Loki's, you know, people root for Loki because he's good looking and he's kind of funny. The opposite of that. 
I want you to root for him because you are also a piece of shit <laughs> and you like and you like chaos. Uh, like that's what I want. Like if you guys want to make if whoever's listening, if you guys are gonna make a vampire movie or a vampire story and you want to base him off somebody, base him off Gilderay. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you. Nah. <laughs> nah. So you want a vampire movie where he's the, just a a piece of shit. Like he wakes up from his coffin. Like, chooses chaos. He wakes up and chooses yeah. like today's violence. Yeah, I'm choosing <laughs> violence. Like that's what I want. Like even the BBC one, where like he's supposed to be. Like, he's she's still charming. Don't give me charming. Give me disgusting, foul, like horrible vampire where you're like, God damn, this guy's an evil piece of shit. But he kills people so fucking cool. I want people... You know how the way we watched the Punisher movie, Warzone? <laughs> yeah. right? It was just... Where you're like, every kill, you're like, holy shit! That's what I want the next fucking vampire movie to be. You're like, this fucking goddamn nocturnal pedophile piece of shit, I fucking hate him. God damn, does he know, does he know how to fucking kill? Like, I want to I want to watch a vampire movie where I'm... Where I, where I feel... Like I'm like, I know I shouldn't be rooting for him. <laughs> I want to feel conflicted. Yeah. Like that's what like that's what vampires are supposed to they're supposed to you know, like, God, we're done with Vlad. We're just done with Vlad. No more Vlad. No more Vlad. No more sexy vampires. Anne Rice did it. We have interview with the vampire. Choose something else. You want you want to try something fresh, fucking give me a cholo vampire. Do something weird. Cholo vampire. You know, give me a vampire from East Los or Boyle Heights. Like I'm I'd rather watch something as dumb as ridiculous as that than another goddamn Vlad Tepes. Like, oh I am a warrior, but I put my fucking sword down because I fell in love. And like, oh no, she died. Now I'm a I'm so heartbroken that I'm gonna live forever. What? Suck my ass. Like, like that's like even D and D does that with fucking the vampire Strahd. Like he he's immortal because he's fucking heartbroken. But he's like this all powerful like fuck you. Like, god damn it, it pisses me off so much. I can tell. Like that's like even the the latest Dracula movie, Dracula Untold, the one with um I forgot the actor's name. Luke Evans. Is it Luke Evans? Yeah, Luke Evans. All right. He's, the, like, that movie is, that Dracula movie starts off really fucking good up until he starts talking about love, which is like 45 minutes into it. Like, where he, I mean, even though it's still Vlad, he, he has the whole Vlad that is goddamn bullshit, but it's like, oh, he's, he's just an evil warlord. He's just killing people or whatever. And then he goes to the cave where he, where he finds Count Orlock in there. <laughs> That, uh, one, no one, one knows where he fucking come from. Yeah. Like, you mean to tell me there's this old eldritch creature like fucking three minutes from your house? He's like a thousand years old. You are like, what? He's like, he since he's Vlad, he's like the fucking Vlad 19th or whatever. <laughs> that means there's been 19 generations and nobody fucking walked up that hill. It's too no, nobody. <laughs> Would you walk up that hill? <coughs> I'm not a warrior. <laughs> I'm not a warrior. I'm not a warrior. If I was a warrior, maybe. Yeah. If I was, you know, Namor, maybe. Yeah. I'd fucking fly up there in my little fucking little little, little, little fucking heel wings. wings. Yeah. So like, this has been Moses pitches the movies. We're done with Vlad, people. We're done with Vlad. Kind of like we're done with this episode. We're done with Vlad. I'm just done with Vlad. We could do. We could do better as a vampire loving community. I love vampire balls. Both 
like you know what when you dance yeah like the like the <laughs> like like the Mardi Gras <laughs> bro like, you threw me off <laughs> like the whole Mardi Gras like the vampire masquerade balls uh, oh the <laughs> 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 vampire <laughs> I'm like bro we, I was about to ask which movie has vampire <laughs> balls in it and where can I watch it it's on the hub <laughs> it's on the hub as much as people shit on Twilight like that's a diff that's that's a different take on it I'd take it I'm I'd rather take another Twilight than goddamn Vlad than the Vlad Tepes vampire. You know eventually there's gonna be a Twilight remake. A reboot. Whatever you want to call it. They're already talking about making a Harry Potter reboot. What? What? Yeah. Alright, let's not go off topic too much. No 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 no. That's what that's 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 what this that's what this podcast is. We're gonna go off topic. We're gonna talk about shit we don't like. Like god damn it, people. We're done with Vlad. We're done with this episode. We're gonna end this episode now. But we're done with Vlad. All whoever, if whoever, whoever listens to this episode, give you know. All right, we're just gonna end this episode. <laughs> we're done. I think we ranted enough. That we've talked enough about Orlock. I hope, I hope we gave you a good introduction to who Count Orlock is, was, kind of give you a brief summary of the whole. Menage a trois of whatever Nosferatu was and be, has what what it was started off as and the, you know it's legacy it's had because it's 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 one of those weird movies where you watch it where you're like you watch it today you're like I don't know why this movie is like that the movie's kind of dark shit <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there the movie's kind of dark shit I am I'm not a movie guy Louis know Louis knows I'm not a movie guy yeah. Fernando might be new to this that he might not know. You might not know as much as you do that I'm not a movie guy. I've watched all the big horror movies that's ever... I, I did not watch The Exorcist. I did not watch Hellraiser. I did not watch Aliens until Lewis came. Like Until Lewis sat me down, like, what, seven years ago? Yeah. And he's like, dude, he's like, I can't be your friend unless you watch these fucking movies. And we watched them. I'm not a movie guy. I'm I'm more I, I like books. I like reading books, even though I don't know how to read. But I like <laughs> I like making up the stories that go along. You know what I mean? You like the pictures in them. No, I, I, some of these books don't even have pictures. <laughs> yeah, well, you you you're very into H.P. Lovecraft, so that's there's a lot of words in there. God damn, bro! First time I read H.P. Lovecraft, I was like, you need a PhD for this piece of shit. Nobody like you say. Yeah, so we're, we're, done with, <laughs> we're done. With, we're done with Vlad. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You guys don't know, but this is the second time we recorded this episode. <laughs> well, technically, the first time we recorded this episode because the last time we were forty minutes in and we found out that I just didn't hit record. I was having a major case of deja vu when we started this. Episode. Um, for those of you that do not know, and I have a podcast. I have another podcast called the Weird History Tales Podcast, and you can hear both Fernando and Lewis as guests in some of those episodes. And what that podcast is, where we talk about all things weird and creepy. We talk about the history of vampires. We talk about all sorts. Everything that's... If it has to do with history, whether it's weird weapons that we've used in war, whether it's um, the different kinds of vampires, the history of witches. We have episodes on guild... We have a... We have series, multi-episode series on certain characters, certain fabled, infamous characters that have come... That have lived... You know, that have... You know, live throughout history. One of my main favorites is Gilda Ray, who I s- highly suggest you guys base your next vampire off of, because that motherfucker's life is a goddamn roller coaster. He was born 
a nobleman. He fought next to fucking Joan of Arc, the fucking saint. He saw all the miracles she did. She died. He went drunk. He did this drunken stupor where he spent all his money. He sold castles, retelling the story of Joan of Arc that he went so broke that he dove into black magic to try to recoup his fortunes only for him to meet a demon called Lord Baron that said, I will give you anything you want if you bring me the legs and arms of children. So you have to go out and kill children and I'll bring you whatever the fuck you, and I'll make you whatever the fuck you want. Gilda Ray said, okay, I'll do it. And he did it. And he's like, holy shit. I like killing and raping children more than I like gold. And that's what he did for like 20 years. And you can find that episode in the link in the notes. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a post. You know, it's five episodes. We covered the whole life of Gilda Ray. Each episode deals with a different. You know, episode one, childhood. Episode two deals with his time in war and Joan of Arc. Episode three deals with the whole black magic, him getting scammed by a bunch of witches and wizards and magicians. And episode four is him. That's the hard episode to watch because we go into real detail about how he how he would rape and kill these children, like. He would literally grab little boys, get them drunk off the spicy wine called Hippocross. He would hang them like a chandelier while they're still alive. They're struggling. He would get them naked, and then while they're, and then he would cut the, like, their penis and balls off, and then he would rip them down and fuck the wound hole until they died. And then the, his favorite child, the one who had the prettiest face, he would cut off his head and leave on his mantle so when he's not horny, he would just walk around and just... It would. It was apparently normal thing for him to be walking around with the dead, with, you know, with the decapitated head of a little child, just caressing the head like, "Oh, what's for breakfast today?" And the servants people were like, "What the fuck? Like fucking a McGriddle, bro? <laughs> like you need the McGriddle with you know the head of the head of this nine year old little girl?" Sounds like something I'd watch on Freeform. I'm not. Actually, I will judge because, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the kind of shit we talk about in that in that podcast. Um, and, you know, I, I've been trying to, me and Lewis had a previous podcast that was kind of the precursor to the Weird History Need We Tell's podcast. And since we started that shit, like, I want to say almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago, maybe, because we've been doing Weird History five, five years. So yeah, why me and you started the, the one before, maybe eight years ago, mm-hmm. we, we did it for a year and then he stopped doing it. And then every, for eight years, I've been bugging him. Like, because I want to do another podcast. Because the Weird History was a weekly podcast, but because of schedule changes, I got a new job. My, I don't have weekends off anymore. My brother is uh, who I do the podcast with. He's a personal trainer. And then Achi, the other guest, he's a teacher. So we all have weird schedules. So sometimes it's kind of hard for us to meet up because my days off are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Everybody else has a weekends off. So I'm like, all right, we're going to change the format to a bi weekly podcast. And I don't want to keep people waiting. So I'm like, I want another fucking podcast. So that's when I hit you up. I'm like, bro, I've this, I know this is the millionth time I've asked you, but would you be down to do a podcast? You're like, nah, dude, I'm kind of done. We're over it. And I'm like, but it's going to be about monsters. And you're like, hmm, interested. I almost said new phone, who this? <laughs> when I first texted you about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, and Fernando, I've asked Fernando too. I'm like, hey, do you like doing these podcasts? He said, yes. You are a, and my other podcast, you are, you know, you come out on the most, Round table. Yeah, like... Not the most recent, but one before that. Yeah, but you've come out in, like, what, three or four already? Yeah. Yeah, so you come on, you know, and, you know, you know, so people know who you are. So if you guys want, listen to that other podcast, Weird History, Avery Tells Podcast. I'm going to post it on this episode show notes as well. Uh, but that's what I wanted to do. I'm like, dude, I want to, you know, I want, you know, 
and it's just fun just kicking it with people me you know we you kind of live kind of far you know i don't leave my house so it's kind of cool that you know that we all get to hang out you know and just bullshit and talk about goddamn shit that you know that we fucking like and you know and shit i don't like like the whole vlad tep is we're done with vlad we're done we're you, done with vlad by the way i haven't told you this but you will be paying for my mileage all right, guys. So this is the final episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was fun while it lasted. I know things don't last forever, you know. But as Doctor Joker said, either you die hero or you live long enough to be the villain. Goddamn, we fucking died quicker than we. F- join I us. I have no. I have no metaphor. Join us for our next episode. Yeah, yeah. Join us um, for episode two, where um, we're going to be talking about um, Cenobites. Well, I was going to try to do some, like, Hellbound Heart, trying to teach. Te- whatever. We're going to talk about Cenobites, man. Whatever. You can't take the air Cut that out. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. Uh, I hope, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And, again, we are Monster, the Tomo Monsters Podcast. <laughs> this is, I was going to say the other podcast. It's going to take me a while. Say it one I'm more gonna time. Get it. One more time. The Tome of Monsters Podcast. Right, go. It's, it's going to take me a while just because I've been saying the other one for, like, two, way, way too long. Way too long.